You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just a Tip Off, the NBA podcast that likes to drink beer and talk about the NBA, NBA like we know things. Welcome back. This is uh, episode 88. Hard to believe we've been around this uh, about four, um, five, going on five years now. Close no. I know. Which I guess for a normal podcast, 88 episodes in five years really isn't a lot. But you know what? You know, this isn't our main job. This is our hobby, as you will. Yeah, we're not uh, not relying on all the money that's pouring in, which is nice. You know, it's just a we bonus. don't need the millions of dollars, is what we're saying. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> nice. It's nice that we're getting it, but we don't need it. Right, right. So um, whether this is going out to uh, zero or a million people, right? I hope you've enjoyed so far. Welcome, welcome to the ride. Yeah. So we are about halfway through the season. Each team has played somewhere between 40 and 45 games at this point. Um, kind of last time we came at you was like the quarter way through the season. So we're about a month away from the All-Star game. So about three weeks away from about the All-Star three, break. Yeah. Halfway through the season, I think we kind of have a good grasp on... Where? What teams are what? Because yeah. initially, when we first started, the Jazz were like fifteen and five. It was an interesting, and, uh, pre- not quite what our preseason prediction. And the Jazz was. are now twenty-one and twenty-three. So a bit back to earth. You know, you, you can only you can't overreact to the beginning of the season. Although you do sometimes. It's, it was pretty um, entertaining. I mean, Laurie Markkinen's still coming out strong. Like he's definitely putting in his bid for an All Star. Uh, yeah, and we'll switch. we'll we'll touch on that too on terms of potential first time All Star players this year and appearances. But uh, I think right now, let it be known. Not... Just saying, let it be known when uh, the Cavs traded him away for Donovan Mitchell. Not saying it was a bad trade. Just saying that I was sad to see Lori go. It was cool having than... three seven footers in the lineup. At the same it was time. a great lineup. It was like, what do you do with that? Now the Magic are running it out with like Bull Bull and. Uh, it's Bull it's, Bull and uh, Bancaro and Wendell Carter Jr. Bamba, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Jonathan Isaac's still hurt. The, yeah, that's oh, uh, man. That's who knows? Wild. Uh, at it least TJ like, Warren's come back. Yeah, right. At least two bubble TJ Warren. Two years. I just saw that. I saw that he came back for the Nets, who just lost Kevin Durant for an undisclosed amount of time. I heard two weeks. Two well, weeks. Probably going to be three, depending on how the Nets are doing. They got a pretty good True. win streak going, so like we can cruise yeah. on this for a little yeah. while. My uh, my my initial prediction of the Nets won't make it out of the first round looked real good through the first twenty games. Here we are, another twenty games later, and the Nets are nine and one in their last ten, and just cruising and only a game and a half back of the number one seed. They could still lose, but that prediction's not looking too hot right now. Hey, you never know, never know what. Uh, so the Net, I mean, the Nets have definitely turned it around. Um, the Celtics, the Seventy Sixers, the Bucks, and the Cavs have kind of stayed status quo. So when I okay, let's for a second. The, the Celtics, who started off blazing hot with three-point shooting out the ass, um, literally everybody was making their threes, even um, uh, Grant, I'm sorry, uh, Grant Williams. Yes, Grant Williams, because Robert Williams was hurt. Right, and I'm not saying he's a bad three-point shooter, he's a pretty good 3 and D guy, but like he was lighting it up, like almost 50%. Nowadays, they're a little bit back to earth, and Al Horford, corner three, he's got, but the rest of the arc, like, He's not Steph Curry out there. So no, they've, but they've you've, lost got, a you've, got, you've got Tatum yeah, in the got, MVP conversation right now. Which, playing when at you get a blown career the, high. Yeah, but if you get blown the fuck out against Oklahoma City Thunder, my Oklahoma City Thunder, who I love, 
without Shea Gidros Alexander playing, they put up 150 on these dudes. Like it's not fair. That's the th- that's, that's the, fair. That's, that's fair. the beauty about the NBA. You know, we can. You have these blowouts, and it's, it's it's kind of fun to watch people react. Like the Bucks just got blown out by the Hornets, who scored a franchise high for points in the in the first quarter, and people are like, "Oh, the this season, this Bucks team can't win shit." And all of a sudden, I'm like, guys, it's one game, and you ran into a team who couldn't miss on one night. Yeah, that this happens. isn't the NFL where one game matters. This is this is the NBA where no one's gonna care about you getting beat by forty or 30 to the Hornets come, you know, April. Right. You know, it's you will run into hot teams, and, you know, sometimes you catch them on their best night, and you're, you're shooting your worst night. It happens. But people love to overreact to the one little game. So I, I don't put a lot of merit. Now, if you're getting, like, waxed every night, like, clearly you've got some what, just Tell me what other the issues. Milwaukee Bucks' last 10 is. Just, just curious. They I, are I struggling. They are 4-6. and six. Yes, four they and are 4-6. and six. And I'll tell you, it's not for a lack of trying on Giannis' part. He has been putting in the work, putting up 50, 40, 30-point games. I mean, Chris Middleton hasn't found his rhythm yet since he got back from injury. That's definitely part of it. But again, He's I think also going back out. And the big part, another big part of it, is the same issues that have plagued the Bucks recently. Is that their bench isn't very good. It's not deep. It's not. Deep. I mean, they do have a good starting five. Brook Lopez doing his best for his Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, but they've had to turn to guys like Grayson Allen, who, albeit a good three and semi-D player. Uh, he's not the one you want to be pumping at least 25-plus minutes in. He's a great got off the stre- bench. you got streaky bench players with yeah. Connington, Allen, Ingles really hasn't had the step coming back from injury. The only he, reliable he did piece. have a, a couple of good passes coming in, and he's got a good chemistry with Rihanna. So I'm interested to see how that develops. The only – the way I've seen it, the only really reliable bench piece is Bobby Portis. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Bobby – Interesting. It's because you he's consistent. Bunch you bombs. know what he's gonna get. He's a little crazy. He'll get you. It's the eyes. Fifteen and eight. It it's is the eyes. eyes. He'll get you fifteen and eight. You know he he does he does what he's supposed to do when he goes in there. And he's the only thing off the bench that I think the Bucks can consistently rely on right now. And, and if Chris Middleton's out again, uh, aside from Giannis, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> off the bench, Giannis yeah. isn't coming off the bench, but. No, I, they definitely have had hit a little struggle patch. You know, it's not to the point where I think they might fall even so into the play-in Drew games. Hall, but. No, no. I mean, Drew Holiday has. I think I heard a stat today that he is he surpassed. Uh, oh man, he said it's not even really a stat. He's been in the league for like fourteen years. Yeah, he's fourteen old. years. He's thirty-two. Do you believe that? Um. I gotta give credit again because I downplayed that trade when they first made it. I was like, "There's no way this is gonna do it." And they ended up winning the the championship, so good on them. But he has got to be turning like at least on the downside of the slope, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say he's like Kyle Lowry on the downside or Mike Conley. Oh, Mike Conley, don't don't still don't. good. I'm just saying, I mean, Conley's been in the league a while. Conley's been in the league a while, but he's still putting up great numbers with the Jazz when he can play. When he can play, that's the that's the bad part about Mike Conley. Kyle Lowry, even when he plays, he's putting up like single digit numbers. He's on that Draymond, that the triple, the quadruple single. Yeah, but without being six foot eight, <laughs> I mean, 
You know I've had my feelings about Kyle Lowry, so I won't get on my soapbox. But I will say his counterpart or his replacement isn't doing much better up in the Great White North. Yeah, Freddie. Steady Freddie is looking a little shaky. Not going to make that all that little shaky Frankie. <laughs> Frankie shakes. Yeah, so I think Bucks a little bit of a regression, but you know if you would have told me they'd be top three in the East at the halfway point, would we be surprised? No. Um, Toronto. Toronto, 11th. Yeah. They, I mean, that's my point. 18 like, and 23. I, I do think... I looking at we'll, we'll kind of stick with the East right now. I think the biggest surprise is... I think no one's surprised that the Wizards, the Magic, the Hornets, and the Pistons are at the bottom. Um, I don't know one's surprised that the Knicks and the Hawks are kind of in the middle ground. I think Toronto being low is surprising. The Pacers being the sixth seed right now is a little surprising. And then, well, the Pacers have always been known to middle out. They're, true. The Pacers, the Knicks, not by lack of trying, but the Knicks always seem to middle to bottom out. And then the Bulls are surprisingly low. They're in the 10th spot right now. Oof, I know they struggled, tough. but for me, when I look at all these teams, it is surprising that Toronto's that low because I thought they would be better. But my biggest surprise is probably the Bulls simply because the amount of money and quote-unquote, like, firepower and all-stars you have on that roster to be 10th. To have Vucevic, DeRozan, and Levine, and to be a 10 seed right now. So Vuce has not looked very good. I'll tell you what. I mean, like, Vuce has been on the downside as well. He's 32, 33 years old, I think. When they traded for him, like, last season, it was a interesting move because of his age. And, like, his usage was pretty high in Orlando. He was putting up some good numbers, but he also had a lot of touches. Being in the limited role that he's in, I would hope that he would have been able to build a little bit more chemistry than he has in this time. But his age is playing against him, and that's the unfortunate fact. If he, unless he can figure out like his outside shot, it's it's not been great this year. I'll say that. But Demar Derozan had an again an amazing out of body experience last year. Mm-hmm. Very good this year, but still not at the level enough to carry the team without Zach Levine, who's been out due to that injury for his knee. Which he's he's, a, he's he's played the last couple. It's it's kind of it's almost like a Kawhi situation with him because he's on my fantasy team. It's well play two, miss one, play four, miss two type of deal. It's it's kind of like a nagging, not something that they. It's almost like he's he's literally day to day. Literally, he's day to day. He so he was on my fantasy team for like. Three straight seasons, and I got him in a steal each of those years. In the last season, he was mentioning knee pain and knee soreness, but he played through it because they were doing so well. I'm hopeful that it didn't go against him in the long run, but you're experiencing that right now, so I'm sorry, my man. That's uh, this this uh, I've already been eliminated from fantasy playoff contention. That's right, your. What is it, two-time week 13? Def- yeah, your two-time defending champ is out with five weeks left of the regular season Oof. in our fantasy league. Um, it's a tough look. It's a tough look. I mean, uh, I've been a perennial powerhouse, a blue blood, <laughs> if you will, in, <laughs> fantasy, in our fantasy basketball um, league. But, you know, every once in a while, yeah. Have a rebuilding season. Yeah, I, I I look like Kentucky basketball right now. And if you're a Kentucky <laughs> basketball fan, I am sorry, but man, is is Calipari lost his touch, or is the rest rest of the SEC catching up? I don't know, but I think it's a bad South draft Carolina. Class. Bad, South Carolina, dude, bad draft class. You can't have number ones every year, especially with the parity in the league itself and NIL deals. South the, Carolina. Okay, 
They had one. They had one amazing Go final Cox. four run six years ago. Go Cox, man. Anyway. Uh, so you think age is catching up with the Chicago Bulls? I think it age specifically with the Chicago Bulls, and there's been some talk of whether or not they need to blow it up, or it, you could always go deeper into the crevasse, and you could just. But then you're the Lakers. Well, here's the thing: they're in a they're in abyss right now. What the Bulls need to do is get a young or commit to a young star. If Zach Levine's going to be that guy, they've got to give him the money of that. Guy. Or they gave him. He's what got he, the money. What he, I guess, not the max though. I can't remember what he. I got. don't think he got the max, and he was a little bit salty about that, which. No one's going to give him the max with the injury history. Let's be honest. I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I think they need a solid, young prospect who's going to lift up the franchise. Kind of like they did with Derrick Rose, but try not to let him break himself in half. At this point, they're they're on borrowed time, in my mind. Which Thibodeau's not the coach, so he's not going to be playing 80 minutes a game. True. And yeah, is that possible? No. But that's how many minutes players play under Tom Thibodeau. Well, let me, well how about this? I'm a little bit doom and gloom on the Bulls right now. I think they should probably, in my mind, back out a little bit. They're... Their issue is is that they kind of sold their young pieces to put this team together, and now they're like, ooh, boy. So and what do you think like... that means? They need to trade some of their pieces now or one of their pieces now to get some young asset or some young I prospect. agree. It just sucks that you gave them up. So here's who I would turn to. Oklahoma City Thunder is always willing to pick up the phone. You just have to be the one who gives them the right call or the right deal. Not saying that they need another pick, but they do have players and or development process that, process that they're trying to do, trying to. My, my, yeah, my only issue is like, you know, I feel like if the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to make a move, they're going to make multiple moves because if they're going to if they're really going to move off of all these picks that they've amassed then i feel like the logical thing for them to do would be to move off multiple at a time to bring multiple players in and become a media contender otherwise if you just pick up one guy like a Zach Levine and you're a middle of the road play in team is it worth it i don't think so i think if you you either keep the young keep the picks and until you can make multiple team deals to bring in multiple all-stars or go out and do that or do that exactly. You know, I, I think for the Thunder, being, you know, the eighth seed in the playoffs for five straight years isn't worth giving up all those draft picks for if if that's what it's going to cost you. You know, keep them, develop the young players, and then maybe trade them for, for all-star players. But just to trade them for one guy like Zach Levine... I don't think it's worth it for them. I think they got to do more with it. Okay. Okay. I, I, Get it, if you're going to do it, you got SGA. Great. Okay. He's a borderline all-star. Was he an all-star last year? Yeah. He's been an Was all-star he? Okay. Well, he probably won again this year. You know, so if you've got, you got SGA, okay, you add Zach Levine. Okay. Now go find you an all-star power forward or center. See, and, now we're, we're, we're going about the super team build, which I'm more inclined to go with a hybrid of the of the idea of between a super team build and a, I'll say, Memphis Grizzlies base draft build. Okay. If you can find the happy medium of drafted guys with, uh, I'll say, traded assets. Shea Gilds Alexander, traded asset, which is awesome. Thank you, the Clippers. You guys are so dumb. Um, but traded us... Him, we have pl- 
plenty of drafted guys. Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren, unfortunately, can't even see him play until next year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But see put that four looks. and or five on this team with the rotisserie of, of lineups that we put out, and I'm pretty excited about it. If we're able to make a run or a stab at the playoffs this year, we have enough draft capital that we could either trade. We're not going to be bottoming out. There's no way that we we have too much talent on the team for us to be in the bottom like five teams. It's just at the at the end of the day, we can't lose unless we bench everybody and just play poorly on purpose, which a lot of people out there are like, well, that's what you did last year. That's also when we didn't have a like heater of a year from Shigilgis Alexander. If if he went out now, I mean, we would still have to fall another like 20 games in a row for us to even sniff the, the the bottom guys, I think, at the bottom. I don't see that happening. Shea is committed to to winning, and you can't, you have to build a winning culture. Uh, we listen to The Ringer very much, a lot, and one of the one of the big shows that we listen to, The Mismatch with Chris Verna and uh, KOC, Kevin O'Connor, Chris Verna has a great point about you have to take your lumps in the playoffs. Whether you are a first-round exit or not, or you make it to the Eastern Conference or Western Conference Finals, you have to make that journey at some point to see what that pressure feels like. I fully believe that. I fully believe if you don't make it to the playoffs, your likelihood of succeeding has got to be much less of somebody who's been there before. So whether you make it or not, I think they have enough draft capital. They can make it through without having to bottom out. Um, as much as I would love to see Wembanyama on this team, that would just be freaky. Um, I, there's still plenty of really good players in this year's draft that I think the Thunder would just be like, yeah, we'll definitely take any of the Thompson twins or Scoot Henderson. Or, that'd be, but yeah, I'm I'm excited with uh, with their future. I, but to bring in Zach Levine. Not necessarily, he wasn't on my mind. I was thinking more of like an Ayodasumu or a Patrick Williams. So you're kind of selling the Bulls on enhancing their future with their current young, I'm sorry, current old core, but with a young draft prospect in the picks that you would send back for some of the current proven uh, playoff experience players. Or even like a Alex Caruso would be great. They, there's a plenty of great players on the Bulls I would love to pick off. True, true. Which makes you just saying, why why can't the Bulls make it work? But it's just it's Lonzo. I'm was he the linchpin? I <laughs> could be because you know he had, we haven't seen him play one single minute this year. I I picked him up on my fantasy team to throw him on my IR, and then the rest of my team got hurt, so I had to drop him. Oh yeah, there was no timeable return for him, so not necessarily surprised by that. Um, moving over to the, the Western Conference, you've got some usual contenders, Nuggets, Grizzlies lead the top, Mavericks in there in the middle, uh, the Pelicans, Pel, a baby. three seed right now, Pels are looking three seed good. Zion out for a couple yeah, weeks, it that, looks like, that hurts, um, but the Blazers have kind of fallen back to the norm, they're now 19 and 21 after starting off, the Jazz have fallen off. The um, the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns are slowly kind of crawling back from their slow starts. Um, Devin Booker's had some injury issues. Steph Curry's had some injury issues. Um, other than that, uh, my prediction for the Spurs having the worst record in the NBA is looking potential. 
It's got some potential. Right now the Rockets got it at 10 and 30, but the Spurs are only three and a half games up on them. You never know. How are the Hornets? I, that was my prediction. Was oh, the Hornets? Yeah. They, okay, they're 11 and 31. They got, they got <laughs> hey, a shot too. Here we go. They got a, there's some bad teams in the M- NBA right now, but Clippers succeed. I think, you know, the Kings at a five right now. You know? Kings have been lighting it up. They've been uh, lighting a beam, you know, lighting it up. Right? Uh, so, I mean, you know, I don't want to sit here and talk about the Lakers. Um, they're within reaching distance of the playing game. And with LeBron, that's all you need. It's in, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. AD, so, yeah, AD just got hurt. He's going to be out for a couple weeks, it sounds he, like. When he got hurt, I think at the turn of the year, it was right. Four week uh, estimation. We're like two weeks into that, so this is no longer like a fluke. What do you mean? Like, no like I mean, I guess that they've been no, calling like, it a fluke the whole time. No, no, like, but like it, the eighty, you you can guarantee right now that eighty will not make it through the season without an injury. He's just not that player. That's true. He's not that player. He's not that guy. Not and that guy. I, I think it. I think it's. I think part of it just like probably you know, he's a tall guy. Tall guys get injured more. That's been historically shown but then i also think maybe the the you know the effort isn't necessarily always there the effort i think in the terms effort of, might in be terms there of, too much. in terms of the no in terms of like the off-season program to make uh, sure that it hit, that he's doing the most he can to be the preventative stuff like I the don't lebron think, school yes. of million dollars on your body a year yeah and i'm not saying you need that because there's i don't think you know, a lot of these NBA players are spending that much money, but I just think there's probably some aspects of preventative care that Anthony Davis isn't necessarily focusing on as much, which is why we keep seeing him get injured. So and it's in your so many different things in your medical professional. It's, it's that. It's that. It's that that's your diagnosis. Is just he's not doing the rehab. I you know I'm just saying I I get a. F- a feeling that based off like reports and how he's approached things that that might be a potential thing where maybe he's not putting the all court effort in yes and that you know i could be completely wrong you know i would i would have no issue being completely wrong and maybe he's just an injury right but at this point it's like you know we're, we're getting these nagging injuries multiple times a year you know, and it, it seems like half the time it's a different thing. It's the back, it's the ankle, it's the thigh, it's the hand. You know, like, it's hard to say. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I think it, the one thing the Lakers have to, if, if they are going to continue forward with Anthony Davis, they have to realize they are getting two-thirds at best of the season with him in the lineup. At best. Because that's what it's been since he's been with the Lakers and even dating back to some of his time with New Orleans. You're getting two-thirds of him. Would you trade him? For what? I know we already talked about him. To Chicago. For? Everything. Whatever they literally, whatever's not nailed down. Okay, well, I, I would assume that Chicago would be willing to get rid of Vooch. Definitely easily. Vooch. That's and if I'm the that's Lakers, the first. If I'm the Lakers, you almost have to take it just because you need a center. Yep. Um, I mean, Thomas Bryant isn't terrible, but, but he's he, definitely not what he, you need to be. He, the... he he's an okay off the bench center. That's what he is. Yeah. Um. 
I would say the next option, the Lakers or the Bulls would throw, would be would be DeRozan over Levine simply for the age. And I think that I would agree with you if there wasn't already semi turmoil with Levine and the Bulls. I think the Bulls and Levine are at odds, and they're not in the best place. Um, they kind of doubled up on the position, and although Zach Levine loves DeMar DeRozan, he's definitely encroaching on his role on the team as that dude and his position. So if he were to go to L.A., where he's also UCLA grad, just, or not grad, but uh, that's where he went to school, uh it probably would be he'd be pretty stoked on that, and I think for the Lakers to take on that contract, they're lo- losing AD, so they get Zach Levine, they get Vucevic. I would say they need to also get Alex Caruso, bring that guy out of there, and maybe the Lakers pick or pick swap of some sort, um, and then I'd say, you know, roll with it. Because Braun's also getting a little bit testy as well, wanting the uh, Lakers to do some moves, wanting them to make some advancements. And mm-hmm. uh, I get it, but also you got to uh, got to power through, man. It's it's the team that you have, are on. It's a team sport. You don't get to make all the decisions. And some of the effects of the decisions that you do get to make you got to live with those, too. So you're on the team. You signed the contract. You're going to be there another two years extension. Um, that doesn't mean you have to like it, but, like, and he's putting in his, his effort. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He's going to hit the scoring title this year. Or at least, sorry, pass Kareem, I should say. Uh, but it just feels like anytime he passes a milestone, it's in a loss or in, like, a sad time. And I just wish he was able to – be in a situation where it wasn't about the the place that he was at, like the Lakers, but more about the team that he was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, whole past Kareem, and then I know it's it's early. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I saw a stat that like Luca beat him to like ten thousand or something. Maybe not ten thousand. Luca, whatever, maybe five thousand points. But Luca became the youngest to whatever milestone Luca just passed. He's now the youngest to do it. Oh really? Yeah. So I'm you know not saying Luca's gonna eventually pass LeBron, who he's will the pass only Kareem, one in the league I could see. But he's it. the only one right now who's young enough to do it. Yeah. And scoring at the rate he's scoring at, because you got to think Luca came in and immediately was like 25 points a game, which is what LeBron was. Your big time players in the league right now. I think 18. Curry took yeah. a while. Giannis took a few years. Zion's missed years. AD's had the injuries. KD has had some injuries and doesn't seem to be have his heart in the basketball as much. Like the longevity of it that would be required for KD to do it. He'd have to outlast LeBron. Another. So uh, KD came in three years after, or was it he was two? I think he was seven. Oh seven, so four years. No, you're right. You're right. Four years after Braun, so he'd have to stay in four years after LeBron leaves, and, and LeBron. then and then some, some. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I agree, but it'd be interesting. Yeah, well, Luca's got the Mavericks up to four, up to four seed. So he's, I mean, he's playing that if they tri- get that the, triple double he had. If they get to the two seed, is he your MVP? It's between it, it, it. That's a tough decision, especially if Boston wins the East. 
if Boston's the one seed in the East, Tatum's going to have a say. I guess, but I think he has more help. He has a much better oh, rounded I, oh, team. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And but not to say that the MVP shouldn't be based on best player or best he's team. He's got the better story. Yeah, that the narrative plays, man. The narrative plays. Unfortunately, well, the guy, again, Jokic is going to get hosed. The MVP is rarely ever given the, the most Nuggets valuable what, player. What's their seed? They're, the Nuggets are one. Number one seed. Nikola Jokic is the fucking MVP. We'll see if it happens. I don't. I, they're not going to give him three years in a row. They're not going to do it. Is he back to back? Back to back, bro. Did we go back to back, back to back? Yeah, we did. Giannis, Giannis, Jokic, Jokic. Yep. Uh, it was. From Curry's in 15, Curry, Curry, Westbrook, Harden, Giannis, Giannis, Jokic, Jokic. Okay. I mean, but rarely ever is the MVP the actual, you know, MVP. Best player. I mean... Yeah. Because, honestly, my in my opinion, the MVP is probably, you know, honestly, Luka makes... You make a good point with Luka... A guy who's on a team that would probably would barely make the play in without him. Yeah. Which is the Mavericks. I don't even know if they'd make the play in without him. And to be fair, to your point. To be fair. To be fair. You take off Jokic from the Nuggets. They're now a respectable enough team to make that a play I think they would be the play a playing team. Yes. I would or agree. at least have some fight toward the playing team. You get you got you got a point there, bud. You got a point with the Lucas stuff. I mean He's got to be fourth. Fourth seed is good. He's got to be at least top three. I would say it's going to be a tough from a one seed to a three seed. If they're a two seed, I think it's a lock for Luka. Yeah. Well, I think they'll they'll probably gain some ground on the Pelicans here with Zion out, if I had to guess. And that'll get him the two seed. Or the three seed, sorry. Um, So, but... I don't know. I think uh, we've definitely seen. You know, I think the Pelicans are not overachieving, but definitely in a spot we didn't think they'd be. Um, you got some teams like the the Blazers. I I, I figured they would decline. Not this bad. Um, the Lake, as I said, the Suns and Warriors are dealing with injury issues, but they'll be fine. I don't know, but I mean, look at that. My looking at the Western Conference standings right now, based on the past, I'm like, okay, the Pelicans and the Kings are going to fall out of the top five, and the Suns and the Warriors are going to make it into the top five, and the Pelicans and the Kings will be in the play-in, which could still very well happen. But you know, I don't know. Like we could see both the Suns and the Warriors in a play-in game. Like those are the last year's NBA back, champions, so, yeah, and two years ago NBA finalists in a play-in game. Now, I know sports are crazy. I mean, the Los Angeles Rams just set the record for the worst season following a Super Bowl win in NFL history. They won five games. Yeah. They won the Super Bowl last year. Oh, well aware. Well aware. <laughs> so, Go anything can happen. Don't get me wrong, but it's just interesting. We'll see. We'll see how it uh, how plays out. Yeah. Yeah. But. You want to you wanna run down potential... First time All Stars here to wrap it up. Could probably squeeze it in. Yeah, I mean it's it's about the only thing I can think of. First time All Stars or potential All Stars. You threw out Laurie Markin in. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Especially, I mean, you kind of look at the bigs in the West. AD to injury, Gobert 
eh. AD was Towns, good, so AD injured. has to come back soon if he's going to be an all-star. He's gotten the votes. He's gotten the fan votes. Well, yeah, because he's in L.A. Honestly, the Lakers are probably going to hold him out until after the all-star break. It's two, three weeks away. That's fair. We're so, not, I don't think we see him until after the all-star break. They, they could still vote him in and then him just not play, which has been a very big common theme these days. Just play a few games, go injured, or go The easy way to get it. multiple players is an all-star. You so you, just, so, you, yeah. so, you, so you're, you're seeing like an alternate reserve all-star oh, are, for the marketing right here. How many, how many injured guys can we get in and then just, we already penciled them in, we already know that they're going to be injured, so we can just move them on to the next guy. Because there's a shitload of young players. Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, these dudes are balling Bancaro out. Bancaro is is playing. It's uh, they're not going to get in because they're so low on the score. What what is their, their seed? The Magic. They're sixteen and twenty six. They are currently the thirteen. So probably not going to get any any All Star votes. But <laughs> yeah, they're a year, man. They're good. That's good. That's they're good. good. And I mean, what's tough for them is that you look at the. The front court for the East, I think, is a little more stacked than the West. That's fair. Because, Giannis I mean, and Embiid. Giannis, Embiid, you got the guys on the Cavaliers. Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam are technically in the front court. You know, they're they're not having a, a great year. Siakam's having a hell of a year. Um, you know, Randall, technically, I don't like, don't like saying yeah. that. It makes me want to vomit, but... Um, <laughs> Technically, Jason Tatum's a front court player. Oh, he's definitely in. JT's in. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Giannis is in. Here's one that's interesting. If Beat might get squeezed, to be honest. No way. You don't think? I think he can get maybe, he can maybe get, he's a starter. But oh, as not, a starter, I'm talking a starter. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I, I'm like, he's making the All Star team as a starter. Yeah, I could see him getting squeezed as a starter. That's for sure. So here's a question. Let's see. I just want to look up the stats of the Pelicans here. So, there have been 40, the Pelicans have played like 41 games. Zion's played 29 of them, averaging 26, 7, and 5. Also. You think he gets in? Yeah. Okay. All right. He's going to come back for the first, or like the week before CJ? the All-Star game. CJ make it? Should be first time All-Star. First time All-Star. No way. McCollum? Never, never been an All-Star. That's the product of the West. Never. That's the product of the West. He's yeah. averaging. He's played thirty six games. He's averaging twenty four and six. No, not an all star. Twenty five and six. You don't think twenty five? Twenty. Oh. Five and six. Yeah, not an all star. You don't think he's gonna be an all star? No. Not okay. Uh, could they give him the injury reserve if yeah. Devin Booker makes it? He'll get an IR. He get an IR uh, all star. IR all star. <laughs> That's nuts. That's like he's turning into Mike Conley. I mean, they gave it to Mike on an injury on an injury All Star. They're like, was, uh, well, they, they they were like, man, we gotta show this guy some love because he was actually good. <laughs> like the entire ten years ago. I want to say somebody like said that they weren't. I think it was Devin Booker. I want to say it was Devin Booker's like, I'm just not gonna play so that Mike Conley can be an All Star. Might as well. I mean, Devin Booker's played 29 games, averaging 27, four and five. Is 29 games enough to get him in? Yank? 29? He'll come back. I think he's going to get more. I think he needs to get at least 30. I'm surprised the Suns are are playing this bad. 
because they have one, two, three, four, five, six guys on their roster all averaging more than 10 points a game. Granted, Paul's had some injury issues. Cameron Johnson's been out. Devin Booker has been out. So they definitely haven't been healthy, but I think oh, they when be- they do, they're going to they're gonna be... They're missing some leadership. I'll they're going to be that. good again. Well, you know, you got... Besides, you got Chris Paul... But then you got DeAndre Ayton, and that situation is still a little weird. I mean, I think that guy's Devin Booker. Up. Devin Booker, I also think needs to grow up. I, he's not D Book, really? Yeah, he's not. Well, I mean, he has. He was a little petty in like the finals. He was trying to be swaggy, but he's not that guy. Like, stop, just, just be you. Like, block out the noise, dude. Don't, don't talk the talk. Yeah, he I, absolutely shit the bed in Game Seven. Oh, shout out to Sam Hyde. Game Seven of the Buck series. No, just loads the Suns. No, like game seven of Mavericks. Okay, they, they okay, yeah, yeah. Year. I was about to say, I'm like that. The Bucks series only went six. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. I actually love seeing them getting blown up. Sam Hyde is like, holy shit! I, I mean, Luka Doncic just made him the bitch. Like, holy right. crap! Thank you, Luka, with the uh, quote of the year. I went after that, like oh, they after like talks forty twenty and fi- no, after that, like fifty twenty fifteen triple double. Yeah, he's like. I just need a beer. Oh, that was a 60-point trip. Or, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he was just yeah. like, I need a beer. I'm like, need a beer. that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> He's going to go to some random bar and have a Bud Light. Any uh, Minnesota Timberwolves All-Stars? And, and Edwards, Cat, Ed, uh, No, not, not D'Lo. Gobert. Not Gobert. What uh, Towns has missed too many games. I think Anthony Edwards, 23, 6, and 4. Is his is his stat line? I think he could be a first time All Star, possibly. But again, what's well, gar- his position? So shooting guard? Or is he small forward? He's shooting guard. He's a, a bulky shooting guard. Oh yes, yeah, um, especially with like LeBron in that way. With Curry missing that many games, that's a pretty good bet. Uh, Dame Lillard, Dame, don't forget about Dame Dollar. He'll probably make it. Just he's putting up his usual numbers. Oh, make it. Randall's having a little bit of a better year, so I'm interested to see if they'll put him back in. But again, you've got a lot. You got some congestion at that spot in the East. Um, frankly, I'd rather see Bancaro over Randall. And it's my opinion. I would agree. I would agree. I'll pull up. I'll pull Be up. the first rookie uh, since Blake Griffin. Really? Let's see. So Randall is averaging 24, 10, and 4. That's actually pretty good. Pretty That's good. pretty good. The fact that he's getting 10 boards in there, too. How's Franz doing? Franz Wagner? Yeah. Let's see. I'll pull up the It's magic. also pretty fucking good, I think. Yeah, Magic got some pieces. Magic has some pieces. So Bancaro is averaging 21, 7, oh, and 4. Wagner. That's That's Bancaro. Wagner is 23, and 3. Okay. So not bad, not bad, but Ben Curl. Man, they got a lot of decent scores on there too. It's they're I mean, they're not an easy out. Bull Bull's actually playing decently well for them too. And they they have to say they have they are doing the perfect tank job. They have a plenty, a plenty of good players doing good things, just not together. It's very individual <laughs> right now. They have to mesh it together if they want it to be successful. And I said it's not that's the easy part or anything, but it's definitely nice to have the talent and then have to work out the uh, the egos later. Um, so bringing them, if if by chance they do get Wimbanyama, uh, that would be 
That's a lot of size. That would be... That's an absurd amount of size. Just absolutely... If they went arm to arm, they could probably have their starting five get across the entire basketball court. <laughs> at least... at least Like Lankla Wingspan, dude. Yeah. They are freaking huge. Yeah. They're, I'm kidding. There's like five, probably... Only about halfway. Maybe a little bit... Almost to half court. They could get, they could get sideline to sideline, not baseline to baseline. Baseline to baseline is like, what, 90 feet? Uh, 94 feet. 94 feet, and then sideline to sideline. 38, maybe? I think a three-pointer is like 33 feet. Okay. But I can literally, like, hand-to-hand, if each of them had, like, almost an eight-foot wingspan, you're getting uh, at least 35 to 40 feet. Yeah. Well, we have officially died. Okay, 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 I got one more. One more for you. You got one more? And he started out hot. And it's kind of, he's kind of come back down to earth. But, okay, he's still kind of there. All right, Kyle Kuzma. Kuz! 21-7-4. Oh, you got a Wizards player, and it's not Kristaps Porzingis? Kristaps is more of an all-star than Kuzma is this year. He, 22-9-2. Nine and, nine and two. You What's think it? either one of them make it? No. <laughs> no, no, they're the Wizards. No? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not Bradley Beal. He's only played 24 games. Uh, right, and his name's not Bradley Field. They're gonna be like, well, there's no, no whispers. There's so many good players. There's just no way all these guys are getting in. Yeah. You're if they were right. to put, and that's the thing, like, how many all stars do they get? Fifteen apiece. Yeah. So you've literally got to go through each team, and they only get Pick one. One. And some teams get two. So that means some or teams some get teams zero. get three. Well, if you include Draymond in for stupid reasons. The Warriors at one point had four, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, well, again, Draymond. Should not I think the uh, Hawks team. did too at one point. Yeah, it was um, fifteen right. Hawks. It, yeah, it would have been Paul Millsap, Kyle Korver, Al Horford, Al Horford, and Jeff Teague. <laughs> that like, Jeff I can Teague. say that two of those players are all stars is a little. Must have, been a bad, must have been a bad year. Paul Millsap. In his prime. Paul was, Millsap, he's yeah. He's a solid 20 and 10 guy. Al Horford, definitely. Same deal, yeah. But legend. Jeff Teague. I mean, I know the Hawks like won 60 games that year, but they also got beat by LeBron in four. So Easy. Easy money. With Matthew fucking Della Vadova. Daddy! Alright, uh, worth mentioning. Heat, last night... 40 for 40 at the free throw line and one by one point. Literally every single free throw mattered. That hurts. That was against the Thunder. I mean, 40 free throws. I you know I got to check because I actually didn't see, didn't look up. How many free throws did the Oklahoma City Thunder shoot in that game? Like, how bad I'm was this dis- discrepancy between 29. the two of them? You think 29? I hope so. I hope they at least shot that, man. My initial knee jerk was like 36, but I was like, nah, that's got to be. Oh my, got 21. What? They went 14 for 21. 21. And the Heat went 40 for 40. What a bunch of assholes. Fuck the rest. I, I, know, they're, I know they're young and they, you know, they foul a lot, but like, oh, uh, Lou Dorf. That's bull. Lou Dorf fouled out. That hurts. The uh, Heat were definitely foul hunting. Uh, Jimmy Butler played in that game, and he loves to draw the foul. Loves. He doesn't get Honestly, called for a lot, but Honestly, it probably would have been 70 if Kyle Lowry played. Fuck you. 
I'm just saying. I well, hate that he does pull the, a lot of fouls. You're right. He does I hate the way he plays too. Don't worry on. But he does. He does foul seek as well. He he does like do that that drive and then just flick his head back like he got knocked in the face when he just got a little body contact. <laughs> he literally just like throws it back. Yeah. Oh, shit. Forty for forty. Jimmy Butler was twenty three for twenty three. Yeah. It's absurd. Twenty three free throws. Yeah. Twenty three free throws. The next highest was six. That's, on the team. I'm telling you, man, he's hunting he shot more, free throws. He shot more free throws than the entire Thunder combined. Yeah. God damn, that's absurd. That's some Trey Young, James Harden shit right there. Jimmy is like, oh, I can just do this? But Jim, oh. but Jimmy's is a little different. He doesn't, like, fake fall on threes. He, he really like, falls, but, like, but at least he it, definitely leans into it. Yeah, um, yeah, but, you know, when it's not from three and it's not as absurd as Trey Young or James Harden, I can respect it a little more. Plus, I can respect, like, I know Jimmy Butler's, what kind of player he is compared to Harden and Trey Young. Because he's played hard before, doesn't give him a pass to to play soft now. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying he's soft, but, like, when you foul hunt like that, he's it getting older. depends. It depends getting older. on if that's going to be your that, game. You can, you, pull that. you can pull that. LeBron's gotten that before. He's definitely pulled out, like, you can't stop me. You're going to have to foul me. And I'll go to the free throw line. So, you know what he probably did? He probably got a couple fouls early. He's like, Thunder, this is a young team. And when the hell's like, hey, boys, they're not going to yeah. watch this. <laughs> watch what I'm about to do right now. And then he's like, I'm about to, about to go 23 for 23. I'm going to foul on every single player. He probably just, he probably saw that he was playing against a young team. Get the old overzealous. Yeah. School of, uh, school of, school of hard knocks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I bet that's what he did. He was probably like, hey, boys, watch what I'm about to do. Oh, my God. Impressive, though. Impressive. It is pretty damn impressive. That sets a record, right? Yeah. God damn. All right, so halfway through the season, halfway through the season, give me, before we go, your finals prediction. Who's who's going against who? You don't have to say who wins, but you got to tell me who you think. Who's who's? It's facing okay. off. Um, halfway through. I don't want to take the cop-out answer and give both number one seeds. Go ahead. Go ahead. But definitely Denver in the West. Damn. I'm Denver. And, um... God. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say... Denver and... Because I think if I said Denver Celtics, I'd give the edge to... I don't know if i give the edge to Denver in the finals because the Celtics don't have... The inside presence for Jokic, but no offense. Robert Williams time, ain't bad, Lord. But I don't know, cause like I don't trust the Nets. The Bucks have bench issues. Philly's Philly. <laughs> Philly fans are like the fuck. I put it at Cleveland. My, that's my bit. Cleveland, it's, Cleveland Nuggets. It's a homer call, but like Cleveland Nuggets. I'd Why take not? it. That'd be a cool finals. Get some fresh Unfortunately, players. I probably hedge Nuggets because of the experience, but... Oh, and the best player in the series. Yeah. Not although, even close. Although, Donovan Mitchell with a recent 71-point freaking game True. doesn't hurt. Having that in True. him and True. a win. And a win. A decisive... But needed to it, put that up. That wasn't a that wasn't a ego stroke. That was a, I've got this on my back. Yeah, that was impressive. Game. Although... Oh Donovan Mitchell did struggle against the Nuggets in the playoffs when he was with the Jazz. Fair. So, 
Fair. I Different mean, teams. Jamal Murray, Joe, it, that's kind of the matchup we've been waiting to see again. Remember yeah. Bubble Murray and yeah. Bubble Donovan? And and you're going to get Jokic versus, you know, oh. either Mobley. I mean, he'll be able to back down Mobley, but, you know, having Mobley and Allen there is still going to be fun to watch. Yeah, the length on this team. When's the oh, next cool. time uh, those two teams play? That I got to know now. <laughs> Schedule. When, when do they play next? Have they played at all? They only played them twice. Looking for Denver. All right. Uh, February 23rd. Got some time. And they already played already, it looks like, this season. When? Or do they only play them once? They should play them twice, right? You play everyone at least twice? Thought so. You should. Spectrum oh, they, they lost 121 to 108. Ooh, Levert was the highest scorer for the Cavs, so there you go. That's why they lost. Okay. February 23rd. Tune in. It's home. Tickets as low as $18. Let's go. It's on Thursday. It's on Thursday. Well, that sucks. They have a back-to-back home in Denver and then at Atlanta the second half of a back-to-back and then home in Toronto two days after back. Who the fuck makes the schedule? Wow. If you're going to have back-to-backs, make them be in the same place. That's going to be tough. Or at least, like, give them Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Or Detroit. Or even Philly. Just not The amount of AI we have today, how have we not efficiently modified the schedule to the most travel-conducive to all teams? 82, I get it. 82 games across 30 teams is tough as shit. I'm not saying that's easy. I mean, the good thing is, the only good thing is that... You know, unlike the NFL where you play your division twice, obviously you play one AFC, you play one NFC division, and you play two randoms, and that's on a rotation. With the NBA, you could do the same schedule every year. As soon as you find it, you could stick with it because you know you're playing each of your con- your division foes four times, each yep. of the rest of your conference foes three times, and each of the other conference twice. Right. Why does it have to change? So you could literally have the same schedule every single year. Now they won't because if a team all of a sudden becomes bad, they're not going to want to put that game on Christmas or things like that. Right. Or in primetime. But theoretically, you could play the same schedule every single year. You would know, all right, on February 3rd, we are playing the Hawks. Every single year, we're playing the Hawks, you know. (laughs) But that's not how it works. No, that's not. Now, how do you know how it works? All right, and with that, we conclude (laughs) this episode of just the tip off thanks for tuning in we'll come back to you uh for sure uh when the all-star teams are selected give you our um opinions about who got snubbed who is in there surprisingly things of all that nature any k-pop uh k-pop alt nope (laughs) all right until then peace